0: It's that time of the year again with the decorations and the celebrations of darkness and the trick or treating from the door to door. But the question is, what would Jesus do on a day like this? Halloween has become a festival, a major festival that's been celebrated in many cultures all around the world. But when we do the same thing over and over and over again, year to year, we stop asking the important questions of why do we do it and where does it come from? To better understand whether Jesus would celebrate a festival like this, it's best that we understand first where it comes from and what it really represents. Halloween is one of the oldest festivals in the world. It predates the coming of Jesus, and it's actually about 4500 to 5000 years old today. It was celebrated initially by the Celts and was called the Festival of Samhain. On the day of this festival, the Celts believed that the veil between the living and the dead was thinned out on this day. They proceeded to to make bonfires as well as dress in outfits that looked like ghosts to ward off the darkness or the evil spirits in the day. They did this as a festival to their pagan gods to cry out to receive help from their gods. Furthermore, soul cakes were baked, which were cakes that they tossed around the yard and, 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 and gave out for free. And these cakes were also believed to ward off evil spirits. Many scholars also believe that on the festival of Samhain, there were actually human sacrifices conducted too, as a sacrifice to these pagan gods and to for their, for protection against demons or evil spirits. But how did Halloween become such a prevalent feast celebrated amongst Christians? To understand this, we need to go back to the seventh century. Around 700 AD, All Saints Day was celebrated by Christians, or it was also known as All Souls Day. And this day, primarily celebrated by earthly early Catholics, was a day of remembrance to the martyrs that died for Christ or the saints that are now have now passed away and are dead. So on this day, Christians came together and lifted up the dead. However, in the eighth century, Pope Gregory the third changed the observant from All Saints Day from May the 13th to November 1st. Colliding directly with the day of Samhain that was also celebrated. The feast was shortly thereafter renamed to All Hallows Day. And then as we know it, Halloween today. But we need to then ask the question, why did Pope Gregory the do this? Why did he change the day to the day of this pagan festival? It was probably done for the same reason that December 25th was deemed as this celebration of Christ's birth by by Constantine, even though it's not really his birth. You see how because the culture was so pagan at the time, the Pope had tried to find a way to connect with pagans and make it easier for them to convert to Christianity. And so they thought it well to take pagan festivals. Merge them with Christian feasts, such as the dates, to make it more attractive for pagans to convert to Christianity. It's much easier for a pagan to come into Christianity if he doesn't need to let go of some of his pagan feasts. On top of this, many of the early Christians had pagan backgrounds. And so it was comfortable to kind of bring in these pagan feasts into the Christian religion. It wasn't a weird thing at the time because they grew up with it. But we need to ask the question of was this a godly thing to do? Was this instruction from God to make Halloween a feast that ought to be celebrated by Christians? And that has been celebrated by Christians for about 2000 years now. Let's see what the Bible says. I would like to give you four reasons of why I believe God does care that we celebrate a festival that celebrates darkness. The first of those reasons is that God never called us to redeem pagan festivals for him. You see, the Pope Gregory came along and thought it well to redeem a pagan feast for God and say, we're going to put a Christian stamp on it, stamp the name of Jesus on it. And now it's holy and now it's for God. And now we're going to bring in many people. The way that we bring in people to the gospel of Christ, this gospel of the kingdom of light, is not by painting our kingdom with darkness to make it more attractive to the darkness. The way that we do it is by shining so bright that the darkness must flee. In Deuteronomy 12 verse 31, we read, Do not inquire about their gods, asking, How do these nations serve their gods? I will do likewise. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way for every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods, for they even spurn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. God tells us you are not to try and redeem feasts for me and and try and worship me in the way that the pagans worship their gods. Instead, God has given us his feasts already. And they're good enough. They're perfect and holy. God instead asks of us to separate ourselves from the darkness, look completely different. And in that way, be a light to the dark, to the darkness and those who are lost. You see, being the way that the, the the Celts thought that they can ward off darkness was by masquerading darkness as well. They try to fight darkness with darkness, but we serve the God of Light, who will be, uh, will be who fights darkness with light, who fights evil with good. And so we cannot say, "Oh, we want to redeem this for God." Our mere participation celebrates a pagan feast. And it's not about what you think about it. It's what God says and thinks about it. And God said, you are not to worship me in the way that the pagans worship their gods. And you may say, well, Petey, I'm not doing this as worship to God. But we are to worship God and all we do, everything we do is our life is to be a living sacrifice to father. And if our life is not worshiping God and all we do, then we have failed that call. And so if. Celebrating Halloween is not good and is not good worship to God. We have to abstain from it. The second point of why Christians should not touch Halloween is because it imitates evil. Halloween in its essence is when we dress up like the evil. We dress up like darkness, like ghosts or like any kind of evil character. Just like in Samhain, when they celebrated the feast, they dressed up like darkness to ward off darkness. God says in 3 John 1 verse 11, Beloved, do not imitate evil, but imitate good. Whoever does good is from God. Whoever does evil has not seen God. We are to imitate the good things that God has laid out for us, not that which is evil. And this connects with the third point, which where God says we are to actually abhor that which is evil. You see, the very reason I'm making this video is because I abhor what is evil, because God actually instructs us to abhor what is evil and hold on to what is good. You see, if you abhor absolutely see evil things as an abomination, you will not dress as that which is evil, you will not take pleasure and that which is evil, you would not even if you are not physically doing something evil, if you are imitating it, if you've got an appearance of it, you're trying to to put it on even a face of evil. That is something you ought to be abhorring as a believer. And if you don't abhor it, are you a believer is what the question is. And that brings us to our fourth point where we're actually to actually abstain from every appearance of evil as well. It's not just about imitating it. it's not just about abhorring evil itself, but it's also about abstaining from every appearance thereof. You see, in one Corinthians eight, Paul talks about how he abstained from meat sacrificed to idols for the sake of others. You see, he understood that there's only one God. Jesus is the only God there is. There is no one beside him. But he understood that there were many believers around him who just came out of paganism who were making sacrifices to idols. And so for them to see Paul eating meat that was sacrificed to an idol would make them stumble because they may think he is actually worshipping that idol. The point is, is that pulled us of us to conduct ourselves in a way to not make anyone around us stumble. If you celebrating Halloween makes someone else think that you are celebrating darkness, evil, imitating it, or having holding on to some appearance of it, it can make that person stumble to think, how can this person be a believer yet praise that which is of the darkness and which is of the satanic kingdom? You see, it is important to understand that Halloween in its root, is from the satanic kingdom. It is from the kingdom of darkness. Hasatan. All paganism is rooted in Satanism. And a new survey that was just released shows that over 61% of Christians hold on to new age or satanic doctrines, even within their Christian belief. The consequences of us celebrating Halloween is prevalent in the Christian society today, where we are naturalized to these things. Like I said in the beginning, we do the things over and over and over again. And because we do it over and over again, we don't feel that is anything wrong with it anymore. And then we take another step and we take another step, we take another step. And then when, before we know it, we're practicing satanic doctrines within our belief, just like the 61% of American Christians are already doing to some kind of degree. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 says, Now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. And that is exactly what happened. You see, we cannot expect to dress up like demons or dress up like a, an evil princess or whatever you want. And so we won't, get, we won't get dirty by that. We won't allow that to touch our conscience. You see, the fact is that by, by celebrating darkness, we are proclaiming in the spirit to the kingdom of darkness that we love it. Proverbs 22, verse 6 says that we are to train up our child in the way he should go, and he shall not depart from it. You see, but when we look at Christianity in the modern age today, most teenagers leave their Christian belief by the time they head college. Why are, can, how can we be shocked by that statistic if we are training them up to celebrate war and walk as the darkness, to imitate evil, evil to have an appearance of evil? You see, brothers and sisters, let parents listen to me. We cannot afford to say, oh God, how can you let this happen to my child? Oh God, why did my child depart from the faith? Oh God, why are you doing this? When we are sacrificing our children on the altar of Satan by allowing them to dress up every Halloween like Like Satan himself and like Satan's kingdom. You see, we cannot serve two masters. You cannot be a Christian and celebrate Halloween. It is not possible. It is not possible to do so. And there is no excuse for doing so. We cannot celebrate a pagan festival and even sprinkle a little Jesus on it. It's not going to help and work. God says, this is an abomination to me and you need to repent from it. And you cannot let my little children stumble by letting them partake in this feast too. God says, repent and turn around. Brothers and sisters, the time is up. We don't have time to mess around with this anymore. We can't afford to be lukewarm like this anymore. And this is a time where pastors and leaders need to, to, to get ready and get, pick up their arms and speak out about this thing. We can't say it to stand and come to church every Sunday and never speak about how we are going to be celebrating the kingdom of darkness on Monday. You see, there is a time that's going to come where God is putting, that's going to, he's going to remove the, uh, separate the tear from the chaff. And when that day comes, you're going to be sorry if you don't repent. This is not a joke. This is an incredibly serious matter. And God says, Where are my festival celebrators, where are the people? Where's my bride who's come to celebrate the feast that I have set out? You see, God has put in the scriptures seven festivals and we in Christianity, we've gotten rid of every single one of them, and we've rather opted for one of the pagan ones instead, like Christmas or Halloween or Easter. You see, all of these feasts are not in God's word. They have not been commanded by the Father. Christmas is not his birthday. Halloween is not in his word. Easter, the Easter Bunny, the Easter eggs and all the pagan traditions that come with it is not in his word. Passover, however, is in his word. The Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of Sukkot, Tabernacles. all, All these feasts, Shavuot, it's all in his word. And when we come to his original instructions, we return to that. We say, Father, teach us how to walk like you we will be able to actually walk like Jesus. And see Yeshua, Jesus walked a certain way, and he would never touch a feast like Halloween. Because if he did, he would be a celebrator of darkness, which he is not. And he calls us to be the children of light. Now, the, the question is, does that mean we can still, uh, you know, dress up like a cute princess, even if we don't dress up like, like the darkness, of you will, or like a ghost, like a demon? No, because we're still celebrating the concept of Halloween. Halloween, in its essence, is a, is a, a, a pagan festival. We are to have no, no stake in it. We are not to partake in it in any formal manner. We are to proclaim the gospel and the truth regarding it. But we are not to partake in it or let anyone think that we are. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. If this festival is not for the glory of God, bringing his kingdom glory, then you ought not to have any partaking in it. May God bless you and keep you. I'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom.